Hello, everyone, and welcome back to This Is My World podcast. Tonight's episode is episode number 13, Lightning of Life, with my dear friend, Jerry Stokes. Hello there. How are you doing tonight, Jerry? Good, Janet. How are you doing, dear? Good. Thank you for asking. And before we get started, I do want to give a big humongous hello to my two strongest supporters of my podcast, MMG Entertainment, for great DJ service for your birthday, wedding, corporate events, or any special occasion. Make sure you hit up DJ Gil V, that's D-J-G-I-L-V-E-E, on Instagram. And of course, I always use Be Flawless Cosmetics as well as Diamond Skincare products on a daily basis. And if you like a free consultation, make sure you call them at area code 951-272-4455. Or you may also visit them at www.beflawlessskin.com dot com and of course i want to say hello and a big kiss to all of you who are listening uh to my podcast thank you for being here and again jerry thank you for taking the time of your business schedule to be here i am so excited and happy that you are part of my journey uh of my podcast thank you again for being here happy to do it and i'm honored to be on your podcast it's the first time i've done one so (laughs) thank you so much you're welcome so can you please tell us more about yourself and what exactly do you do for a living well i am start off on the personal side dad and grandpa and on the career side i've spent pretty much everything after college working on around or for the space program and it has been the honor of my life to be able to see a whole bunch of history and be able to work to uh, see us send all the incredible men and women that have explored the cosmos into space and just be a, a bit part of it it's it's this beautiful team effort to be able to see something soar into the sky and and go explore and as we'll talk later in here too, you know the neat things that we've done being able to honor the memory of of loved ones uh, on some of these missions and things. It, it's just it's honor my life to have been able to be a part of her exploring the cosmos. Love it. Yes, and I want to thank you because I know you've done a lot of memorials uh, for a lot of my personal friends. Um, and I, I want to thank you for everything you do and for everything you are continuing to do it. And don't not ever give up. Don't ever change for absolutely uh, anybody or any obstacle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you love about your career the most? For me, kind of the first part of that uh, answer would be. When I was a kid, uh, I wasn't even yet three uh, when we first landed on the moon. And my dad and mom stuck me in front of the TV watching this grainy black and white image of Neil Armstrong. And 
Buzz Aldrin landing on the moon. And at the same time, original Star Trek was on. My dad was a big fan, so I kind of had my early years inundated with that. And uh, I just I feel lucky that mom and dad did that because I mean it really just sparked my interest, and I was just the the nerdy kid that would always want to go grab a book or learn something new but but space was always kind of the thing and uh now my dad's uh, gonna be 84 this year yay and, and uh mom is uh, 78 in april and it's funny i talked with uh, both of them uh on friday and it's like you didn't realize we created a monster throwing in front of the TV. <laughs> when you that but you did, but thank you. <laughs> because exactly. I mean, the little, little sponge that I had is a brain there. It just, it, it perked all of my interest. And I, I just feel uh, very lucky to be able to work doing what, what I love. Do. And yes. it's been a, been a passion thing. So, I mean, it's like somebody like sugar and being able to work in a candy store. That's me. Exactly. You're like, that's <laughs> me. That's me, 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 me. Totally <laughs> me. Yes. Well, happy early birthday to your mommy, right? In April? Yep. Yay. Yep, April 18th. Yay. Oh. Happy, happy, happy early birthday. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. What has been the best or the worst decision you had to do uh, in both aspects of your personal life and your career? On the personal side, I'd say the, the best part's been becoming a dad. Deciding to become a dad. I mean, there's no greater joy than seeing your kids grow up to be amazing young adults and uh it's and then and watching my oldest son frederick uh now be dad to my grandson zion and he's and it's nice seeing just the compassion in his heart and the understanding the patience and growing up watching him grow up you know they'll go through those first months and those toddler years and, and being trying to be as patient as possible and throwing tons of love at him and just seeing that be part of him and and being patient with a two-year-old son you know it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing right that. so that's best decision having having kids absolutely involve uh, the 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 flip side I you know growing up I I was a very participatory it's okay they were in scouts I was a scout leader and I was one of the few men that did uh, became PTA president and it was funny I used to get all the mailings from state pta national pta and they put mrs jerry stokes and it's like no i'm mr like uh what (laughs) exactly uh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) but even with those things you know you in in retrospect i'm I'm all about trying to maximize the beauty of every moment because you don't get the moments back and i i worked a ton too when they're growing up and you know no matter what no matter how 
present you were i that's if if i had a regret and i don't know if i want to call it a regret or just something that uh, i wish i had more focus on was even more time trying to be present you know for even the littler things but i'm 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 always when you know it's 2020 hindsight right you can always yes try to self-correct yourself but it's just uh i feel real lucky with all the beautiful moments i had i feel so honored being able to spend all the time i did but you know i just here they are my oldest is going to be 30 in july and uh my youngest is teaching middle school. I mean, <laughs> it's just, uh, it goes so fast. And, I know. And you just wish you could grab all these other, all these moments you don't have. And my, my youngest is up in Davis and my oldest is up in Apple Valley. And don't get to see them as much as I used to. And, you know, you just wish you had that walk in the other room capacity you had when they were kids. So, yeah. And just to uh, clarify, I'm not sure if you're able or not to disclose who you work for, because I'm pretty sure my listeners are like, okay, what NASA, does he uh, National Aeronautics <laughs> and Space Administration. <laughs> <laughs> the space you know, people, that's they're, me. <laughs> they're probably like, wait a minute, he's talking about, you know, space and everything. Like, what exactly does he do? <laughs> we work on throwing people up in a rocket and sending them to space. That's me. <laughs> so, yes. So, again, to clarify, you do work for? NASA. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. There you go. How do you organize your time, Jerry? Like, meaning spending time with friends you're always at work um how do you i know it's very difficult because i myself i haven't seen you and i want to say it's been what one or two years it's been yeah it was um august i can tell you almost exactly <laughs> august of 2018 so yeah it's been a year and in a few months gotta change that okay <laughs> yes we do and we went to a dodgers game right yes we did with uh that uh my my chemo pal sharina yes. I, I, I what a beautiful game that was i wind up gaining you as a dear friend and darlene and and pam and it just that's uh you know, there's there, there's nice pivotal days where you wind up having wonderful people come into your life, and that was one of them. And yes. I wind up finding my my friend Dan brought his buddy Chris, who I we wind up finding we're we're cousins at that game. It was pretty damn cool. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Jesus and God and 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 life itself works in mysterious ways. And Absolutely, a very, I think in a very positive way, of course. So. I agree with so, you 110. percent Ta yes. Talking about organizing the time, work stuff. I'm kind of nerdy, mathematical. I always do a checklist and kind of like, okay, this is what I need to achieve today, and I always throw more than what I know I'm going to be able to finish off. But just, you know, try putting putting a nice little aggressive checklist together. And my one thing that I I love following at the end of the day. Work day's done, work day's done, and, and you have to mix work and play a ton and, and spend time with friends. And I'm, 
you know me, I'm the, the messaging guy. I'll just out of the booth. It's like, hey, I hope you had a beautiful day. Good morning. With a ton of smile emojis or, you know, just that. Just, it's like having a garden, you know, you've, having these friendships and, and people in your life. You know, sometimes you never know when you won't have a chance again to be able to say that, you know, life. Sometimes, you know, God calls us home when, at an unexpected time, and I don't, I don't like leaving things unsaid or undone. And I love tending to my garden and, and telling people in my life, you know, I hope you had a beautiful day and goofy little emoji. I don't care, you know, I'm on 53 going on 54. It's it's a way to be, you know. It's, let people know they're important. Let yes, that you absolutely. Care. And I do, I do have to batch. I mean bachelor <laughs> what am i thinking about you know what i was i'm thinking about that show the bachelor because mm-hmm. there was um before we started with the podcast um there was this commercial about bachelor so i guess i'm thinking about bachelors okay <laughs> how about a bachelor party <laughs> i mean i have to say that yes you are that type of person because i myself i know you know, life gets really busy for us. But here and there, it, to me, I think if you have a moment to just text somebody, you know, your family, your friends, mm-hmm. um, people that mean something to you, it doesn't hurt to just say, hi, I love you or have yep. a great day. Like you say, like you always text me and I sometimes text you here and there. And, um, you know, I think people should do that more often because, like you say, it's important because who knows what, you know, the future holds for us. And exactly. so thank you for doing that to me, my friend. I, I, I always really, shall, my really friend. appreciate it. <laughs> I do. Always so, shall. Thank you. What is your greatest and your weakness? Uh, wait a minute. How, how am I supposed to word this? I, I guess what I was trying to ask. It's like strengths? It, it's, yes. Like what is your greatest strength and what is your weakest strength? Or like. I hope that my, my greatest would be compassion. I try keeping that overwhelmingly and in, uh, kind of be the driving thing in my life I think it's important to be compassionate yes my weakest side is probably like overthinking or over planning things uh, trying to be too detail oriented and get wrapped up in minute detail I, I've been better at that as I get older and older and that's probably because my <laughs> my thinking process slows down <laughs> but it's all good it's all good <laughs> But I'll, I'll ride the compassion wave and that's still, I'll start forgetting to overplan. So that'll just take care of itself. <laughs> yes. it, it is all good. There's nothing wrong with that. If <laughs> there's something you would change about your life, what would it be and why? Oh, I love that question because I've got a short initial answer and a little bit longer why. Okay. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change a single thing. Nothing. Somebody could say, you know, I wish I didn't have cancer. I wish I wouldn't have 
had this person in my life, nothing like that. I've have, I want to tell a little short story uh, about someone who I call my niece now, who four years ago, I didn't even know. Uh, and everything in my life brought me to the point where her family became involved with me. Um, a few decades ago, because of my NASA duties, I wound up becoming good friends with uh, Peter Mayhew that played Chewbacca in Star Wars from 1977 through 2015 and his wife, Angie. Mm-hmm. We did a NASA tour together, became good friends. And I mean, it wound up being a call out of the blue, just it, good pals. They come out to California, we go hang out and go grab a beer and go get some British food because Peter was born in the UK and his wife Angie was born in Texas. And they were just, those two loved each other to pieces. And then in uh, 2016, uh, in the latter part of November, Angie, Peter's wife, reached out to me and said, Jerry, you're kind of tenacious guy uh we've got this family here in texas the uh their daughter is she's 20 she was 25 i think at the time and she was uh had cystic fibrosis since birth her lungs were failing oh no her dad air force and uh she, she was at brook army air base and the doctors there wouldn't put her on the transplant list because she was down to 68 pounds. I mean, it was a little thing to begin with, but her, her lungs were failing. And they, they, they didn't want the transplant list because they said she wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. So they basically told mom and dad she's got about 10 days to two weeks. Plan accordingly. So Angie, they reached out to, they, they were friends with uh, Angie and Peter. Right. And they Angie reached out to me and she knows I'm kind of a bulldog. If you give me a task, I'll kind of jump on it and, and run with it. And she said, Jerry, no doctor here will take take her. Do you know anybody in LA? I called a high school dear high school friend, my friend Lori, that's uh was a pediatric oncology nurse and then later went into hospice care. She said UCLA Medical Center is the best hands down. Right. And nobody so I find out the name of uh, the head of the hospital. His name's Dr. John Masiota. I wound up telling an all-face lie uh, that I worked with Time Magazine. I wanted to interview the doctor. Mm-hmm. Set up a time to, he was going to call me the next day. Feeling really guilty that I told told the fib. But, uh, <laughs> and I had this email ready to go to send him to tell him about Catherine's condition. And then they're not going to accept her as a patient. Mm-hmm. So calls me at seven something in the morning uh on a monday and said wow i really love time magazine he's like oh i do too but i don't work there i told the big lady to get your phone number oh I go, my god up on me please read this email i'm sending it to you now he goes you have my email address i go yeah part of time magazine's beautiful process <laughs> getting all your contact info so i wound up sending him uh, an email that talked about all about Kathleen's uh, journey and the fact she's got about two weeks to live. I'm sitting here, sitting in silence for about two minutes while he reads this email, hoping he's not hanging up on me. Right. Told me, he goes, best lie you ever told. He goes, we don't believe in saying no to anybody. He goes, and he told me, he goes, okay, here's what's going to happen. He goes, the head of our 
cardiopulmonary transplant unit is going to uh, call you later today. He's in surgery right now. His staff's going to call you to get the point of contact over in Texas at Brook Army Medical Center to get her info, and we're going to get the ball rolling. So, bing, bam, boom. I mean, four hours go by. His staff's called. They're in contact with the people in Texas. Her info's coming here. Dr. Arda Holly calls me at about noon. Man, just in six hours of surgery, and he sounds like he just got out of the hot tub. Calm, you know, just a wonderful guy. And he goes, we don't believe him. Let anybody lose their life because somebody doesn't believe in him. Because we're going to, you tell mom, her mom and dad, we're going to do everything we can. So right then I had had to go on a business trip and I didn't know what was happening. And then I'm flying back on a Saturday and Peter and Angie are out for the premiere of Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And wound up, Angie texted me what just about as time we're landing. And she goes, please come to the W Hotel in Hollywood. And as soon as you land, he goes, I know you're flying right now. So I got over there and then I go to the lobby of that hotel, texted her, you know, I'm, I'm coming and she's crying. And I'm thinking something happened to Kathleen. And he goes, they're flying her out in the seat 130 on, on Monday. Are you in? And I let out a real, not such a nice word, heck, like heck yeah. Let's say it was heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> people look at me, it's like, sorry, I got Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> so... They flew out uh, that following Monday. Uh, the reason they had to fly her out in the C-130, the machine keeping our lives called ECMO, and the things like the jukebox, size of a jukebox, uh, it would pump out her uh, her blood because of the cystic fibrosis is not able to uh, take the carbon dioxide out of out of her blood. So they they put this needle in one femoral artery in the leg and it pump the blood out and it clean it and then pump it back into her and flying you know up at thirty-five thousand feet at 600 miles an hour it took a crew of 15 to get her from texas to they landed at van nuys airport and then uh, took her a little mini motorcade to ucla medical center and in the quickest amount of events i've ever seen they got her there they got her on the transplant list she went to number one on the transplant list just because of her dire condition and went and met mom and dad uh, julian and chris and it's funny because i kept seeing this number 27 in my head 27 27 27 mm-hmm. why and i told her mom and dad i go she's gonna get lungs in the 27th i just keep seeing this number and it can't be any reason for it so the night of the 26th right at 11 o'clock angie mayhew calls me and she's crying she's telling me they found lungs that are on their way right now over to the hospital. She's going to start her surgery at 2 in the morning on the 27th. <gasps> oh, my God. And she got her lungs. The next day, one day later, she's able to walk. I mean, after having double lung transplant. And now she's three years plus into it. And she's healthy. She's happy. And after her... And the story got out of, you know, the crazy Hail Mary pass we did trying to contact UCLA. <laughs> we had four other families get get the transplants there. Because Dr. Masiota, my my Time Magazine victim, winds up being nice <laughs> enough to not, not get angry. He's like, if 
whoever else send them our way you know and we've we went up five having five transplant beautiful transplant stories of people that uh, had their lives saved because of these wonderful people there and that's and long story short coming back to your question would i change anything never none of the bad stuff that happened in my life none of the anything just because everything that happened in my life up to that point brought me to be able to be there to take that phone call and be able to see this beautiful young lady which is now my niece and her mom and dad my brother and my sister yes living happy healthy and and, and she got zero rejection in the lungs and just it's 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 a beautiful thing to see. So it's just you know you never know the good, the bad, the happy, the sad. They all sometimes roll in to bring us where we need to be. And I'm I'll, I'll take all of it, all of it. You are answer, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> You're such an amazing, amazing person, Jerry. And I know that God and life and Jesus brought us together to become friends because you just have an amazing soul and and god bless you may god continue to bless you and you know i'm very happy that you were able to pretty much save her life you're like her miracle i hope you know that oh i i feel feel, for me it's just it the the beauty is being able to see god's hand work yes and, and be able to be witness to I mean, literally a Hail Mary pass. And I was sitting there girding for war, thinking I'm going to have to fight tooth and nail to be able to have the hospital take her as a patient. And it wound up being nothing but green lights, green light, green light, green light. And and John, Dr. Masiota there, we've become really good friends. And it's just, a, it, it, it's a, a blessing to be able to bear witness to those things and feel very lucky that god let me be a vessel for things like this it's a profound privilege yes and may god continue to bless you my friend thank you Janet. you're welcome what skills do you think are most important for someone who's interested in a career like yours mine liking what you do i mean it's just a it can be a lot of time investment. It can be, it's very detail oriented at times, but at times it's it, it's a lot of fun, like being able to go visit schools and, and do outreach, but just uh, liking what you do and uh, being organized and being able to manage your time right. And I, I just think it's in, in incumbent on trying to make it uh, fun for others. You know, I just uh, sometimes get wrapped up in the tech details best part of doing what i do i I like visiting the children's hospitals and taking nasa goodies and and visiting schools and talking uh, i'm going to be doing a lot more of that this year uh, doing a lot of outreach and that's the best part but just uh just Mm kind of liking what you do i think exactly if you're doing something eight hours a day or more five days out of the week gosh it's it's got to be something you like doing Yes. It's not like doing and do that, you know? Yes. What are some of the biggest challenges you face day to day? Deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> All of our stuff's got a countdown. I mean, literally a countdown clock to it. You know, we're going to launch something. Uh, 
time is the what are the, the old saying i forget what movie time is a predator that stalks us all yeah with, with the space business it's the countdown clock and a launch date and deadlines are the deadlines are the challenges the uh, rest of it you know this is a lot of detail-oriented stuff but i i love the detail-oriented stuff and it, no greater uh sight to see than you know, watch something you worked on take off into the sky and i love them on july 17th at nine o'clock in the morning all of our names and ricky's names and all the other names we put on there are gonna take off for mars again Woohoo! <laughs> Six and a half months in February 2021, we land in a crater called Jezero, and uh, this this rover is going to sole purpose is getting us ready to land humans on Mars. So it's kind of cool having us having us uh, be aboard another one, and you know had our names on. I think this is the third one. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. Me too. Woo woo. <laughs> what would you risk life? For. that one's kind of easy in a way uh i wouldn't do it for something silly but right anything for my kids anything for friends family anyone whose life's in danger i mean i'd in a heartbeat throw myself in harm's way to try to save someone i mean i've i've, I've had a ton of crazy stuff happen in my life i've had to do CPR. I've had to do Heimlich maneuver. I've just a ton of crazy things, and you know, you get that fight or flight. And I'm luckily I'm kind of the fight guy that will jump in at the time and then collapse afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just uh, but the if I could make a difference in somebody living or dying or, or throwing myself in front of danger, I'd do it in a second to protect the life of somebody else. Same here. And again, that is why you are my friend. Woo woo. Woo woo. <laughs> my pal, G in it. <laughs> what advice would you give someone who wants to give up on their goals or dreams? I'd say never give up. There's always a path to making something happen. Sometimes it's going to take. You know, it's, it's not going to be the two-step process. It's going to take a thousand steps. I think there was a quote by Thomas Edison. Somebody asked him, "What did you think? The, why did it take you 123 times to uh, failing to make a light bulb? And then it did incandescent light bulb." And he goes, yeah. "Oh, I didn't fail. I found 122 ways how not to do it." Exactly. So there's always a path there. Sometimes, I mean, it's rivers don't run in the straight line they carve their way sometimes through solid rock and sometimes that's what it takes it's the you have to believe in the end game you have to believe in finishing something out and and not letting the it not happening instantaneously slow your roll and just uh, never give up if if you can dream it there's a way of doing it and and it just might not happen instantly everybody likes instant gratification me included but it's, there's always a way uh to find a path forward and just have to believe work hard and sometimes accept the fact that uh, it takes time exactly i totally uh, agree with you if there is one place 
and earth you would love to visit, what would it be and why? Mine would not be on earth. <laughs> Mine would be above <laughs> in space looking back. So I'm gonna... Why did I have a feeling you were going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the spot I want to be. I've been lucky enough to fly in the, the NASA jet that uh, lets you experience zero gravity. And I've been able to do the floating like Peter Pan thing. But I want to look back in three dimensions and see clouds moving and see stars out while the sun's out because there's no atmosphere to turn the sky blue it's black sky and stars i i think that's got to be the most beautiful thing ever and uh that's mine <laughs> mine's an offer answer <laughs> <laughs> hey jerry let me ask you a question do you guys have like a replica of like um you know how there's indoor uh skydiving kind of uh, places mm-hmm. do you have something similar to that that people can go and you could pretend you're like in space or it feels like you're in space type of deal yes uh actually i was a flight coach for a while the company's called zero g corp and i think it's www.gozerog.com and they have a modified 737 aircraft and they've taken almost all the seats out except for 20 and they take a group of about 20 folks up and all the walls inside the aircraft are covered with like basically gymnast mats oh okay and they fly the plane up to 25,000 feet and then you get out of your seats and the pilots take the aircraft and they put it into a 45 degree climb so i mean it's really steep climb on full afterburner and they fly the plane up to about 35,000 feet they're flying this big parabola big old bell curve and as they're getting near the top of the parabola, it's pulling 3G. So, I mean, if if you're 150 pounds pushing down with 450 pounds force on you and you're laying down flat in these gymnast mats and you feel like somebody's sitting on your chest. Oh. Then they kill the engines as it's on the way up. And you go from 450 pounds pushing against you to zero and you float right off those mats. And you get about, it flies up to that top of the out the 35,000 feet and then starts diving down 45 degrees pretty crazy pattern I mean it's much more steep up and down than anything you fly in an aircraft but it gives you for about 45 seconds you get zero gravity and you can flop and fly like Peter Pan the length of the aircraft is open so you can be they do uh, what's called the Superman you go stand against the fuselage and you can float down the length of the plane and uh spend about two hours continually continually doing that and do about 15 zero g parabolas i'll tell you that smile didn't leave my face for about a month (laughs) (laughs) every time i did that it's just it's it's so freeing it's in it's so surreal because you're you're floating you're flying yeah sit there and do a somersault in midair is it here in california they, they do it in California. They do it out of LA, they, out of Las Vegas. The plane kind of does a little okay, bit. Okay, so why haven't you taken us there? Because <laughs> they charge an arm and a leg, and I was lucky to do it as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Costs like three grand, but I, I tell you, it, there's nothing like it. It's just, it, it's surreal. It's like you can't believe you did it. And I first time I did it, I mean, it, it, the date sticks in my head. I did it on Cinco de Mayo in two. 2006 the first time and after that I was able to be a coach telling people 
how to maximize the time and, and not get hurt. <laughs> the first time I did it, they said, you know, don't push off too hard. You're going to, you know, y- y- if you push off the ground too quick, you get, you're going to hit the, the ceiling. And what did I do the first time I did that? And I'm wearing a baseball cap. Oh. You know, rivet at the top, the little thing at the top. I hit boom right into the roof of the aircraft. <laughs> like, okay, I look stupid. <laughs> You're like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any questions for me, Jerry? No, I just really love doing this. It's kind of like a, you know, a fireside chat. Yes. Thing. Okay, thank you again so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for having me on my very first podcast. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a good night, everyone, and take care. Bye, Jim.